What up, world? It's past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. And now also on YouTube, if you're listening to my voice and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, remedy that situation. Go to YouTube, search Locked On Blazers, subscribe to the show. Today's episode is a very, very special one. We are joined by H-Town's finest, a legend <laughs> in the Mid-Willamette Valley, straight out of Core Vegas and on your TV screen four, sometimes five nights a week, the way the league works. Trailblazers broadcaster Lamar Hurd. Lamar, how you doing, man? Mike, I'm doing good. Thank you for the, uh, the flair around the introduction. That's definitely one of the best I have ever heard before. And it's an honor to join your podcast now because... Kevin Calabro and I, we like your podcast. We we talk about it often. We appreciate the insights and, the you know, it's just entertaining. It's fun. So this is a joy to be with you today. Hey, well, thanks, man. We I uh, You guys, you and KC help me appreciate the Blazers more. So uh, and that's what this show is all about is, is learning to appreciate the team you love more that, you know, uh, uh, finding joy in basketball, finding reasons to be excited about it and getting a little bit smarter about the game. I think. Straight up, I think one of the, the strengths of the broadcast is that you guys make listeners smarter, particularly because you are always noticing small little details and you're not afraid to share them, even the most minute things. I really, I really love it. Speaking of those minute details, um, are, are the Blazers getting better on defense? Like we're recording <laughs> this on a Saturday. Uh, they just, uh, by the time you li- hear this listeners, um, it, this, the Blazers will already have played the Raptors on a Sunday evening, but they're just coming off a really nice win. Maybe their best win of the season. One of their best wins of the season for sure against the Celtics. It kind of feels like their defense is playing better. Do you, are you seeing that Lamar? Yeah. So hopefully they don't, uh, lay an egg defensively <laughs> against the Raptors. Cause then it's going to go against everything that I'm about to say, because yes, Mike, the defense has been noticeably better to me, not just in the game against Boston most recently, but the last few weeks, and I've mentioned this on a, on a couple broadcasts, I just vividly remember the game at the Lakers arena. So formerly Staples, now Crypto.com. True and broadcaster the getting the branding right. I love that. Yeah, trying, trying. <laughs> the the Lakers, they they blew the doors off the Blazers. They had a great first quarter, and um, it, it would have appeared that there was nothing positive going on about the Blazers' defense. But even at that time, I noticed, and I mentioned a few times on that broadcast, they're doing some things right now that they were not doing earlier in the year. Like there are, there's a connectedness. There is um, more of an understanding, more of a principled stance defensively that I didn't see before. Like when I see defenses, uh, particularly a zone, you know, the first thing I look to see, like, is it a space zone? Is it a two, three, is it a one, three, one? I mean, is it something where you're, your responsibilities are space or is it more of a matchup zone where your responsibilities are more, more man. And then from there, okay, if it's a matchup, what's the guy in the middle doing? It's his responsibility guard, everything in the paint. Are they willing to drag their center out of the paint? And then now what do the weak side guys do right. from that? Like, how are they rotating out of this? And typically Mike in a good defense, you would notice you should be able to see some type of principles right. that they are following. And back in November, that wasn't the case. I wasn't seeing principles defensively. Like it was easy for teams to just get shots against their zone yeah. as soon as they went into it. Uh, and then even the man to man is better now. So the defense, I feel like has been on a steady climb. It's been a steady improvement to get to the place where we just saw it in a game yesterday against Boston. Yeah, they, I think they held Boston without a field goal over the final seven minutes, almost exclusively yeah. in zone. Uh, they mostly play zone off of makes. 
and they were coming back and they're making shots. So they're mostly playing zone. But early in the season, you could just overload the zone. Uh, and by that, I mean just add a fourth guy to that side of the floor. And it was a wide open shot. And if you, wherever you wanted it, if you wanted it in the corner, you could go get it. If the, if you'd wanted it at the top of the key or at the, the, the wing, you could go get it. Like all you do is overload the Blazers zone. They wouldn't be able to communicate. They wouldn't be able to match up and you'd get it. It's not, it's not like this is an elite juggernaut defensive team. It's just like that, that sort of like, I, I've bragged about this in the past, but I was a relatively successful middle school basketball coach for a couple seasons. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, I would overload your zone and make you guard it. It was like that level of sort of, of defense for the Blazers where it was like they were making really simple mistakes. Shout out to the Colbert Middle School Cougars. But um, Okay. <laughs> Coach Mike. Yeah. Um, and Coach, shout out to Coach Brandon Mangum. Definitely not listening. Um, haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm sure Brandon's <laughs> out there making it happen. Um, yeah, the, the Blazers sort of just, they were, they've taken strides to be from – one pass or one cut just destroying it to being connected. Um, and I thought you really yeah. saw that against the, the Celtics. And Mike, it's gotten to the place now where they are switching defenses within a possession right. at times. They, they'll start a possession, maybe zone and then end it with man or vice versa. So to go from what we were seeing just a couple months ago to where they're at when, now. When that, one guy was playing man and the other four man, were playing yeah, zone. Yeah, that's the thing. Back then... Back then, it would look like, oh, they went zone early in that possession, and then they ended it with man. That wasn't by design. Right. right. That was just people weren't on the same page. Uh, it was a mess, man. So uh, it's 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 really cool seeing how it has all come come to be where it's at now, where where they're relying on their defense. Right. Like there, there's post game where they're talking about, yeah, we we let our defense kind of activate our offense, and you know, players sometimes just say that to say right. it. Right. They're, they're actually doing that. They really believe, like, all right, we, we'll go in there, we'll lock down at this time. So it's just uh, leaps and bounds ahead of where we just were a couple months ago. I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Prize Picks. You've been hearing me tell you about Prize Picks for months, but if you haven't signed up, now is a wonderful time because Prize Picks is offering an exclusive no-brainer offer. You want to get a free $50? Here's what you do. Go to prizepicks.com or download the app in whatever mobile app store you got on your cell phone and put in the promo code NBA. Make a selection, and if your selection, anyone on that selection, scores one point, you'll get $50 deposited into your account. Super simple, super easy. I've enjoyed using Price Picks. Uh, I use the app, but you can use their website, like I said, pricepicks.com. You pick between two and five players, and you're just picking over-under projections set by Price Picks. No field, no experts, just you picking over-under on points, on rebounds, on assists. It's super easy, super, super easy to use, super easy to win, and now they're incentivizing it. Go ahead, set up your first ballot, use the promo code NBA, and pick Anthony Simons. Ant's going to score one point. You're going to get a free 50 bucks. That's prize picks. Daily fantasy made easy. All right. I'm going to drop you back into my conversation with Lamar Hurd, but quick update. The Blazers on Tuesday, this is Tuesday, January 25th show. The Blazers on Tuesday play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Norman Powell will be back in the lineup. Norm's going to play. He's not listed on the injury report. Who is listed on the injury report is Robert Covington, who dislocated his pinky finger. He's probable. Dennis Smith Jr. is probable. Nazir Little's probable. So the Blazers should have close to a full complement of players, and we'll see how uh, Norman Powell gets reintroduced. Uh, still no Cody Zeller. Still no Larry Ness Jr. Still no Damian Lillard, but Norm's back, and that's some good news. All right, here's more of my conversation with Lamar Hurd. The guy in the center of that defense is Yusuf Nurkic. He has been yeah. 
you know, pre-injury 2019 Nurk. Um, what have you liked about his game over the last little bit? I like, um, you know, the the stuff that we see, which is the points, the production, and the, the counting numbers that register in a box score. But more than anything, the mindset. That's always been my thing with Nurk is kind of what's going to be the mindset coming into this game. Um, you know, our shots going to be hurried. Uh, he's the kind of guy where he doesn't get in trouble when he's late. He gets in trouble when he's early with certain things, when he tries to speed things up. And not just that element of the mindset, but also the mindset of where things were at the start of the season, where he really wasn't touching the ball that much. He wasn't getting back to the baskets. Like the ball was running through him, but it was out 10, 15 feet. It was at the elbow. 25 feet even, yeah. All that. It wasn't It wasn't saying, we're going to give it to you for you to end the play. It was, we're going to give it to you so you can dribble hand off and do all that. So there's a whole different trust that comes with it when you say, no, we're just going to post you up because we believe you're better than people back to the basket. And I would talk about that quite a bit early in the season where Nurk would post up um, and he might be having a good game. And I always felt like if he's having a good game, I think they should go to him more to figure out what do you have in him? Is this 2019 Nurk? Is this the Nurk we just saw in the game against Boston? Or is it Nurk that has had his ups and downs and has rushed things and, so there would be times early in the season where I felt like we know what Dame is. We know what CJ, we know what Norm, we kind of, we have an idea of maybe not their ceilings, but we have an idea of who they are as players. We don't really know for sure what Nurk is and if he can return to that, to that form. So there were times where I felt like early on in, in the season, a team should have explored that more and they didn't and they have their own reasons for doing it. Now they're at a place, though, where it's like, okay, we feel like it's a two-way street. Nurk has done what he needs to do to get to a place where we feel like we can give him the ball more. They're doing that. Um, so so not not just the mindset on a game-to-game basis has impressed me, but the mindset to hang in there yep. from the start of the season. Because, Mike, Nurk, Nurk very well could be looking at it like, well, this seems new to you guys, but if y'all have been doing this, if you've been posting me up back in November – and giving oh, me all these part of Nurk in. is feeling that way. You know how he is. You part know, of Nurk, part of Nurk is like, what I tell you, what I tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it it, it could be easy to feel that way, and then almost have some resentment, right? You know, now that you're hooping, but it hasn't been that for him. He's been really happy, and he has expressed multiple times how close uh, he feels like the team is yep. right now. So, sometimes that happens. Like guys are out because of injury or protocols or whatever, roles start to get a little more clearly defined. Guys get used a little bit more in, in spaces where they would like to be used. So that's what's been happening, just kind of a mixture of all those things. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really come about until Dame was out, Norm was out, CJ was mm-hmm. out, and it was like, okay, Nurk, you have to be the second guy. Like, it, it became a necessity. The Blazers' four best offensive players are score-first guards. Um, that is just it's who they are. Uh, but so, like... Nurk not getting touches, and I think they wanted to get him to. It's just some of it is just who he plays with. Uh, yeah. Damon Lord, yeah. very good pick and roll player. He's going to run pick and rolls because he's, you know, at his peak, one of the 10 best players in the league. Uh, he's very, very good. It's what he's comfortable with. But then it became this necessity okay, we've got to get you the ball. They started going to him. Um, his it, Since January, his he's almost tripled his post touches per game. Like it's gone up from under three to about nine. Um, that's a stat that I want to give this give credit where it's due. Uh, Danny Morang of uh, of Jack Ramsey sent that to me when we were discussing Nurk post ups because I was kind of joking about like sure have seen a lot of them. Um, and he sent mm-hmm. me that number. 
So credit to Danny. But I, I think that volume has allowed Nurk to be patient because early on in the season, like you're talking about, when he's getting two, three touches a game, he's he wants to prove it. He wants to he wants to earn it so bad. And you could see the anxiousness, and it's he runs. He don't know when he's gonna get that same back to the basket touch because again. he might get three all night, and he knows that this yeah. is his third, and yeah. there's no way a fourth is coming. So he has to earn it, and earn it means you bowl someone over in the post, or you don't take that third step to get your balance under you, or you flip it up from you know, four and a half when it's like, just get inside three feet, Nurk, make it happen, dog. Um, and now that he knows he's going to get eight, nine touches, he's being much more patient. He's become a much better post passer with this. Like you could see him playmaking out of the post in a way that he didn't before, because when he got it before, he had to go score. He had to shoot. Right. He had to shoot. Yeah. yeah uh, I think the volume and I think uh, uh, that has really helped. And then it, and like, just straight up, he's stronger than most of the dudes he plays against. Yes. Yeah. So like <laughs> stronger and bigger. Yeah. So he just like a lot of nights, even if it's a, a direct five post up, which I don't love, uh, mm-hmm. he's stronger mm-hmm. than them. But if it's a switch, yes. it's over. And he's he's yes. learning that and his teammates are learning that too. Yes, and that that's why, again, going back to early in the season, why I, there was one game, it was at Sacramento, and he was having a good game. He had a really good start to the game, like the first quarter. It might have been one of those games where he had a double-double in the first half. Right. But it wasn't about the numbers for me on that one. It was like the shot quality. He was recognizing I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I got the footwork, I'm going to get whatever shot I want. And all of his shots felt like, oh, that's a good shot, right. that's a good look. And I remember in that game feeling like the team went away from him. And I just thought it was like the biggest mistake because coming into the season, there's high hopes. You're expecting, you know, internally, you know, maybe you could be a contender, all these things. And then we saw this thing take a dip really fast. Yeah. All right. So so once that happened and this is around that time when we were in Sacramento at that time, I'm thinking like, all right, this this is not a championship team. Right. So let's drop that conversation right now. Let's figure out what it is, though. So, again, we guards, we know what y'all can do. Let's figure out exactly where's Nurk at. And on a night where he's having a good game, I feel like that's a time to have a deep exploration to see, okay, let's give him the rock so that we can see once we get into January, February, you know, if the team is still whole, you know, like if Dame is still out right. there, do we need to rethink, do we need to rethink what we are doing? Even though we have one of the 10 best pick and roll players, if we got 2019 Nurk back, do we need right. to go from three post-ups to six? You know, maybe it's not nine, right? but... So, so that's where I felt like, you know, the team had an opportunity to do that. And um, uh, that's why I credit Nurk because he's, he stayed the course the whole time. So, and he's been, it, he's been awesome. Where it goes. One of the dudes, yeah. one of the dudes um, making those reads, getting the ball to Nurk in the post is who I want to ask you about next. Take a moment real quick to tell you about betonline.ag. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It's pretty simple. Whatever that sports action is, you're going to find it there on Bet Online. Whether that is the NBA regular season, whether that's the final couple games of the NFL playoffs, whether that's the NHL's regular season or soccer all over the globe, combat sports, uh, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, all available at betonline.ag, all with more lines and more props and more odds than ever before. All accessible on your mobile device or your desktop computer. And no matter how you're getting there, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus when you're making your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. 
still listen to Locked on Blazers. How about a little more from my conversation with Lamar Hurd? I'm going to drop you back in so we can wrap up a great chat with Lamar. Uh, every time's been pretty good, huh? <laughs> Man, Anthony, the fact that it kind of hit me when we were doing the game against Boston, uh, Kevin and I were talking just about his numbers and stuff, and I was like, this dude's been an all-star yeah. this month. You know, not not for like two or three games. He's been an all-star this whole month. And it's weird because when guys have these outbursts, the first thing I look at and, and I say, okay, what's repeatable though? You know, are you like making lucky shots? Are you just, are you just hotter than you normally are right. or whatever? And although he might not like average 26 or 28 for a whole month or whatever, it wouldn't shock me if he did. It wouldn't shock me if, the ball's in his hands and he's playing 30 plus minutes if he averaged 26 points a game because of how quickly he's gotten to this place. So, Mike, I I, I always felt like he can shoot it and he can score and he can do that. I did not know he would be able to make high level point guard reads this quickly the way he does right. to the point where he's learning how to deal with double teams and blitzes and traps and beyond that now. He is now knowing when, you know what? I'm going to force them to double team me here because I want it. I want the double team and I want to stretch out the dribble. I want to dribble back towards half court because I figured this out, how to give my teammates more space to play with numbers. So, you know, it's like I can always get them to play with numbers, but how do I maximize those numbers for them? How do I widen the court for them? And those are the things that he's been doing that I did not know. Yeah. I did not know he would be making like elite level point guard I mean, reads. I didn't think he'd be doing this time. at Christmas. At Christmas, if you would said, yeah. can Ant do this? I say, nah, not yet. You know, he's, I really like him. He's, he's just, his offensive ceiling, like scoring ceiling is incredibly high, but I didn't think he could yeah. do this. Like the reads you're talking about. Yeah. I don't think he could do that. That this is, yeah. this has come in a hurry. It has. That's the thing. It's yeah. And like, the, it's, it's not like we don't think like he can play and he would have, would have gotten there. It's just with how fast it's gotten there. I don't know. I don't know if I have a comp for that. You know, anybody else who has has played a relatively few amount of minutes at the position and, and in meaningful games right. has performed how he has performed. I don't, I don't I just don't remember. I don't remember not saying it hasn't happened. I just can't think of uh, somebody picking it up this fast to the tune of 26 and eight. And all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and shooting 40-some percent from three off the dribble yeah. and being the top of the scouting report so he has to do those things. Yeah. Like, um, I, I thought early on in the season he was starting to be able to see the reads but not make the pass. So the he would, you know, come off screens. Um, and I want to ask you about uh, screen manipulation. You mentioned on the broadcast, and I thought you had a good point about that. But he would come off screens, and he would see the help defender coming, and he'd be a tick late or just, you know, just a half beat off. And... and mm -hmm. That beat, you know, just not making not making that pass right away. The defense is there, it's a right? It's yeah. it's gone. Like it happens fast, and and you've got ten eyeballs on you. And he's like I said, head head of the scouting report. But now he's like you said, he sees that double team and he stretches it out, takes one more hang dribble, and says, "Come on with me." Brings yes, that second yes. secondary uh, level of defense. Then he can make that pass. He made a pass the other night to Nas. Um, it ended up in a corner three, but the, the pass was, uh, he goes left and hook pass left across the paint to Nas at the wing. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, well, if he, could, yeah. if he could do that, then like the conversation's different. Like I've always thought of him yeah. as like, I thought he was a high, I thought he was going to be a long-term starter in the league 
because I thought he could get a bucket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now he's something mm-hmm. else. Uh, I, 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 I talked I to Evan Turner about this uh, three years ago. Evan Turner says, Mike, he's not going to be good. I'm telling you, this he's special. Like, he's going to be great. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. And it, I, I've talked to a lot of NBA players about who's good. I know who they like. <laughs> they like Jamal Crawford and Kyrie Irving. They like dudes with bags. I thought, I thought that's what Ant was. I thought the dude had a crazy bag, crazy skills. Guys see what they can't do, and they say, whew, he's special. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what Ant was. But he's... Yeah. He's proven to be so much more than that. And part of that is the screen stuff. You mentioned this on the broadcast Friday night against the Celtics. What do you like and what have you seen from the way he uses screens? I think he's as good as as almost anybody in the league. I I really think he's a small handful of guys. He's this good at setting up the screen. So his primary defender, watch. Rarely can his primary defender really force him where they want him to go unless he wants to accept that. Because he will set up, he will set up that that screen like with two or three moves sometimes. You know, like some guys, it's like, okay, I want to use a screen going to the left. So I'm gonna start with the ball in my left hand and just go between the legs, lean a little bit, and now I'm coming back to the left. All right. So that's that's how I'm gonna set it up. And we'll go to that between bah, bah, come back again, might go back. And then might go the like you don't you don't know how the setup is gonna gonna come like and as a defender you know if you're guarding screens there's typically a rhythm and a cadence that you like you 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 know where the screen is and you kind of can tell from how the guy is dribbling and how his body is you can tell where he's going you cannot do that with everyone. yeah and guys like, hit it with the same pace and he he switches his pace really well his cadence go he's really good at it. And and now Nurk Nurk and him somehow they've already developed a good enough chemistry where Nurk will flip screens at the right times yep. where it seems like Anna's going one way and then and it's gotten to a place where Nurk will flip it and know that Ant can dance his way back over here. So there's certain times where the screen is not set up for Anthony to use the flip screen. Like it's kind of hard. The defender's right there, but Ant might just bounce back real quick behind the back. Like that part to me, like as you're talking about, like, okay, I knew this dude would be good and I knew he'd do this. I didn't know that would look like yeah. that though. That's that's that for me. Yeah, I, I like, love you know, he screens is that's tough. I love the micro skills of basketball, right? Like the macro skills, yeah. oh, he can shoot. Oh, Ant has he's really explosive. The micro skills, setting up a screen, uh being able to pass, you know, see those passes and make it with your left hand off a live dribble. I, I love that stuff. Um it's one of the Me reasons too. I love you on the broadcast because you will get excited about the micro skills. And I'm like, tell them, Lamar. Yeah. Tell them. <laughs> it's important, man. You know somebody who I'm looking forward to watching Ant play against if he, you know, continues like this, uh, is is Drew Holiday. Oh yeah. Because Drew, Drew Holiday is one of those guards that can force you to go where he wants you to go. Absolutely. So it don't matter how good you are at dance, that kind of matchup. Oh, yeah. I, 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 let's I, let's get one of these that. dudes who puts you in a Snuggie and let's see what Ant can do. Because yeah. I, at this point, it's like, we're, I mean, it's nine games, but it's also like three weeks of looking like one of the very good players in the league. Um, so I'm trying yeah. to balance both of those things. Where I'm like, eh, nine games. Yeah. But I'm also like, dog, it's like... <laughs> you know it's like yeah it's like oh yeah he did yeah. have he's had basically one ga- one under 20 game um and he's just it he's really taken some major strides so let's let's talk about some other guys making some some minor moves i want to ask you uh i want to ask you about the other people say that nazir little is getting lost he's not getting lost on this podcast i'm celebrating nazir little he's a hooper yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's not getting lost on on our broadcast. Either. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's like people. There's enough love to go around for both Ant and Nas. It's just that Ant is looking like a, a, I don't I don't want to use this word too too broadly, but a superstar. And um, and Nas looks Nas has been impressive. What have you liked about his game, and where are you seeing him grow as he's kind of stepped into a larger role? Um. I, I like that he is uh, exploring things a little bit more. So like one thing I've always wanted to see, see from Nasir, especially this season, is him just get a rebound, a defensive rebound, and then push the ball. Grab and go, yeah. And just go and go himself because he's so fast and athletic. Like he's got a 46-inch vertical. Yeah. And he he's so strong that when he gets the speed built up that – if he if he's confident enough in his handle and he gets to a place where he just feels like he can make one or two moves, like that's all he needs. He doesn't need a bunch of a whole bunch of shake. When he's going full steam ahead, if he can make one or two moves, he is such a load in transition that I feel like he will just it will automatically create something. Now there might be some turnovers along the way right. as you do that because right now you know he's accustomed to playing with Dame, CJ, Anthony. Like those are three norm. That's four guys where it makes sense to get them the ball, yeah. you know, if they're standing next to you. But he can create so much and, and give the Blazers pace, which they haven't had over the last few years, if he gets it and goes. I do like that he's been stepping into shots more, yep. uh, taking threes. Um, that's going to be something that, you know, it, it will uh, elongate his career and it'll also make him more valuable uh, with the team. And and if he can get people to, to keep respecting his shot, because there's a respect there, but if he can up that level of respect – you know how it works. Now the closeouts are a little tighter. Now all of a sudden, when people are running at him, he can now get that step. And if he gets a direct line drive on you, and your rotation is not early, then it's two points. Yep. The only thing that changes that is, okay, it's three points because it's a foul and he's going to the line. And defenses know that. And then even if he doesn't score, you know there will be on every scouting report, rotate. Early, early help meet yep. him outside because yep. he will take off so now on them drives now he's kicking and he's hitting other people so basically i like the fact that he is shooting more and being more assertive but i think as he continues to progress it all revolves around that ball bouncing yeah like him bouncing get it go uh catch attack um we've seen some things from him in the mid-range like some of his pull-ups like he's just getting yeah, he's really good on that uh, two. I don't want to say more. That two yeah. foot jump stop. He's really good at that two foot jump stop. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of other in between. I'd love to see him develop a little more in between stuff. But if Nas can load up off two feet in the middle of the paint, he's that's a really good shot for him. Yes, yeah, it's a great shot. It's a great shot. And then even posting him up. Like I remember uh, the game, it was at home against Atlanta. The Blazers opened up the game running some cross screens. Yeah, they run those two little late. curls for him against Trey, and they and that was it. That was it. Two two possessions yes. with him, and he said, "Oh, too small. We got to figure something else out." And so, do you remember what happened? He missed the first one. Yep. So the first one he missed, but the attempt was so good, and I I I think I said it on the broadcast. I just hope that the team did not go away from it because that's where like you cannot be be discouraged by the result. Uh, of the missed shot, it's like it should be more encouraged by the quality right. of the, the shot. The process was and good. Went, yeah, and they went back to it, and then well, you know what? So, they, so now, that's a Chauncey Billups special. He goes back to stuff. Yeah, yeah. He comes well, back to it. Yeah, yeah he, he comes. He runs ATOs where he runs the same. He'll call a timeout to get to a set, and they'll look at the same action twice. They did it against Boston, and you, I think you identified it on mm -hmm. the broadcast. But they do it all mm -hmm. the time. They did it against Atlanta. They ran the same action. 
ball reversal, cross screen, curl into the paint, look for that curl. And the first time he missed it, the second time he got a bucket. And then they had to mm-hmm. put Trey Young on Ant, and Ant lit him up for 43. It it yes. it ruined the game. And that's, that, that's why it matters. That's why it matters is because Nasir cannot be the dude that they the opponents feel like we can hide our, our weaker defenders against this guy. It's like, no, 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 I'm not going to be that guy. Right. So you got to go trace, send Trey somewhere. And Trey, <laughs> there, there was no easy matchup right. for him that night. But I think Nasir can be that consistently where – because we've seen in the past, like the Blazers' wings, that's where the other team superstar, like Steph Curry, he's not out here guarding Dame. Uh, Westbrook, when he would come in, they're not guarding Dame like that. They, they're they guarding against somebody else where they feel like they don't have to work the same way. And I think Nasir can make it where it's like, no, you're not getting a night off against me. Yep. You got to go find some. I mean, the Celtics there. did that. They put Robert Williams on Nas. And so what the Blazers yeah. did was they went to Nurk. They punished it. Yes. You got to punish the switches. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's a sign of, and I think I honestly, I think early in the season Chauncey was got had too much stuff in the playbook. He has simplified it um, and yeah. let them pl- do more stuff. And some of it is and just he said that. some. Yeah, he admitted that he kind of was like less thinking. Let's just keep it simple. Um, sign of a good coach is figuring out what works. Right, he's figured out what works. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they just they run more stuff where it's like. Oh, Grant Williams, this is like a what I call he can't guard you. It's like you come down the court, you kind of yes. look around, but oh, he can't guard you. Like, go to him. Yes. <laughs> and that's yeah. They're just running, yeah. he can't guard you. And and that helps. And I, if Nas can attack closeouts, then he becomes another challenge of okay, this the puzzle is there. And he's we you mentioned it. So maybe the be, one of the best straight line athletes in the league. Um, I'll give Keldon Johnson a shout out there too, an incredible straight line mm-hmm. athlete, but um mm-hmm. and Alex Caruso, quite frankly. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's up there as one of the absolute best straight line athletes. If he adds a little more wiggle and a little more skill to his game and rounds it out with the shooting, that's a, that's a ball player. That's a very nice player. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again to Lamar for joining the program. If you missed the first little bit of our conversation, it was in yesterday's show. It's waiting in your feed right before this one, wherever you already get podcasts or wherever you watch the show. If you watch it on YouTube, do me a favor, tell your friends about this podcast, tell them they can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search locked on blazers. We'll be right there waiting for you. Blazers play a couple games this week. T-Wolves and the the Mavs will have recaps of both of them. We're going to have some interviews later this week. We're going to have a lot of fun free in five days a week. Make the show your first listen every single day make it part of your routine and then tell your friends to do the same appreciate you listening talk to you soon